Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. So we just wrapped up our 40 days of prayer, and I realized how many people now have, like, caller ID on their phones? Only a few. Okay. You can update your phone. It gives you caller ID, or we'll pray later for shoulders. Um, But I realize as I get into this illustration that most of us have caller ID on our phones. And the difference is how many people know that because you have caller ID on your phone, it either encourages you to answer your phone or not answer your phone, right? It's always like, oh, sorry, I missed your call. Um, But this is why we have voicemail, right? And a lot of us don't even call anymore. We text. But how many people know it's really, it's kind of like, I don't know if you find it still weird that if you call somebody and they don't have caller ID or your number didn't come up right, and you answer the phone and you start talking to them and you immediately know who it is because you recognize their voice. Now, the same thing happens when you call somebody and they answer the phone, and you start talking to them, and all of a sudden they say, sorry, who is this? And then let's be honest, most of our responses is, are you serious? You don't know who this is? Is anybody else like that? Like if I call somebody, and they, I know them well, and all of a sudden they're like, sorry, who am I talking to? And you're like, are you serious? You don't know who this is? Then I usually have fun, and I start talking about all these random things, and they're trying to figure out who it is, which is always fun, because I start telling them personal stuff about themselves. And then they really are trying to figure out who it is. But it's just this moment where it's oddly enough that we're surprised when people recognize our voice, but we're almost insulted when they don't. Anybody else? Just me? Just a few people in the room. It's like, oh, you know who it is. And then all of a sudden when they don't, you're like, how do you not know who this is? It's this. But here's the desire of my heart. My desire of my heart is this. After 40 days of prayer, My desire is that you've grown deeper in your prayer life, but also deeper in your faith. And this morning, we're going to talk a little bit deeper on what that looks like. And we've talked so many times through this series on how prayer isn't a monologue. Prayer is a dialogue. We're talking to God. He's talking to us. They're communicating back and forth. And so this morning, I want to talk, and we're going to go through a bunch of scripture verses. You should have been given a sheet of paper as you come in. How many people got a sheet of paper? Hope everybody. Good. It is blank on purpose. We didn't have a printing error. All right? It is meant to be blank because you can write down some scriptures as we're going to go because I'm going to go through a bunch of scripture verses. And then at the very end of the service, we're going to do something that I've never done before. And I'm guessing you've never done before. And so if you're brand new and you think what we do at the end is weird, that's okay. Never done it before either. So maybe we'll all think it's weird together. But I just believe that God's going to do something at the very end. So are you okay to be stretched a little bit? We're going to do something at the end we've never done before. Everybody ready? Steve, it doesn't matter. You're going to do it anyway, buddy. Um, sorry. It's the way it works. Um, anybody else ready? I'm not worried about him. Everybody else is ready? All right, here we go. Um, you can turn to Acts 1. I'm going to pray. Father, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for just the presence of God already in the room. And Holy Spirit, what you've said and how you've moved and the hearts you've touched. And Lord, I pray this morning now, you hide me behind your cross. You let my words be your words. And Father, I pray for open ears and open hearts just to have a deeper encounter with you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. So Acts 1, 4 to 5 says this. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my father. I think somebody hit a button back there by accident. Where those controls are, they're right by knees, just so you're aware. I could hear it. That's why I'm like, oh, the screen's going up. Um, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my father. This is why we have two. You can still see it over here. Um, My father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So what I want to talk to you about this morning is waiting. It says, but wait for the gift of my, my father promised. They waited for about 10 days for the Holy Spirit to show up. I don't know about you, but when it says here, wait, I figure in my head, you know, let's wait a few days. Because it says, in the, like right in verse 5, but in a few days you will be baptized by the Holy Spirit. If I told you a few, how many people think three? We'll stretch it and give you four. But few means three to me. Couple means two, few means three. So when all of a sudden Jesus says, in a few days, and I have to wait 10 days, how many people are impatient with me? Right? Like, this is stretching. They had to wait 10 days. Most of us don't want to wait 10 minutes, let alone 10 days. They waited 10 days. They prayed with one another. They waited on the Lord for him to send the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 40, 31 says this, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. When we wait upon the Lord, it will renew our strength. When we're tired, this is what we're supposed to do. When you're tired and you need to renew your strength, yes, get some sleep, but also wait on the Lord. Spend some time in his presence. Spend some time worshiping. Spend some time praying. And also believe when it says that we will renew your strength. I also believe that will renew your mind. And when we renew our mind, it's not just getting ungodly things out. I believe renewing our mind means aligning ourselves with what God is doing, aligning ourselves with what his will is and walking in that time. And that to do that, we need to spend time with the Lord and we need to wait on him. Psalms 27, 14 says this, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart Wait, I say, on the Lord. I believe this scripture is just a good reminder that we have to wait in the hard times. In the hard times. Because when he says, he shall strengthen your heart, be of good courage. These are moments in my mind where it's like, this is a tough time. Be of good courage. You can make it through. He will strengthen your heart. Your heart that is broken, your heart that is um, hurt, he will strengthen it. And I think it's encouraging that David had to say on both sides of it, wait. Wait on the Lord. Don't try to fix this on your own. Don't try to do something on your own. Wait. Just wait. Just wait. Watch what God can do when we wait. So are you willing to wait? Are you willing to wait on the Lord? And while you're waiting, are you willing? And while we wait, we have to Listen. Are you listening for the Lord? John 10, 2 to 5 says this, The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. The sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. 
when he has brought them out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and his sheep follow because they know his voice. I think it's interesting that it says, the sheep, that's us, listen to his voice. We listen to his voice. And when we, once we are listening to his voice, he goes ahead of us and we follow him because we, they know his voice. And the question I have for you this morning, as you spend time with the Lord, do you actually spend time to listen? Do you spend time to listen? And do you listen when he tells you the opposite of what you want? How many people know it's easy to follow God when he tells you what you want? Right? Like, let's be honest. It's very simple. Hey, God, can, can, I'd really like to do this. Is that good with you? Yeah, sure. Yes. I'll follow you. God, can I really do this? No. Oh, I didn't think I heard from God. I'm going to pray a little more. Right? Like, we've all been there. Like, I'm going to pray. I'm going to continue to press in because I want him to just to tell me what I want to know. They know his voice. My question for you this morning is, do you know his voice? Do you know his voice? Now see, here's the thing. Many of us will say this to one another. We will say, well, I'm, I'm doing this because this is what God told me to do. But if everybody's 100% honest in the room at this moment, that statement actually is, I'm doing this because I think this is what God wants me to do. I don't know about you, but rarely in my life am I 110% like, this is what God wants me to do. I remember I went to Bible college, and in Bible college, there's so many people there, they're telling me how they got called into ministry, and it was like lightning struck, and it was like the angels sang, and they were like, and they say like, what are you, Chad, what are you going to do after you graduate? Like, what, what kind of pastor are you going to be? I'm like, uh, a pastor? They're like, oh, I'm going to be a youth pastor, I'm going to be a children's pastor, I'm going to be an assistant pastor. Like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, pastor? Well, how did you get called into ministry? Just was working at a camp, cutting grass and working with some teenagers and thought, hmm, seems like fun. Uh, no, it was a little bit more than that. But that's basically what it was. Like, there wasn't this lightning bolt moment for me. It was just, this feels right. This feels right. And there's a moment where I think God speaks to us, and we need to know his voice. And once you take a few steps of faith, and it works out, and you begin to understand, okay, that's his voice. That's his voice. It's very interesting that sheep, will actually not follow a stranger. They're dumb as rocks, but they will not follow a stranger. Just so you know, as we're referred to as sheep, they ain't bright. I'm just letting you know. And so I relate really well with them. And I just appreciate the fact that the Lord comforts me. And then you just hear his voice and you follow. But they won't follow a stranger. So if you know his voice, trust that you're on the right path. Romans 10 says this, Starting at verse 16 in the middle, it says, For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed your message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. One way that we hear the word is through the word. One way we hear, we hear about Christ is reading his word. So a great follow-up for you, and Pastor Charles was talking about it at announcement time, a great follow-up for you of 40 days of prayer is 40 days in the word teaches you how to read the word. It teaches you how to get into the Bible. And this is where we get deeper understanding of who Jesus is. If you want to know who Jesus is, is read through Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. Read through the Gospels. It tells you what Jesus did. The more you read that, the more you read through them, the just the more you understand who Jesus Christ is. And so if you want to know him more, get into his book more. Just read. 
Read a chapter each day from the Gospels and just work your way through them. And when you get through all four of them, start over and read through them again. And just know who Jesus Christ is. Revelations 3, 19 to 22 says this. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. Write that one down. That's a promise from God that we'd love to hold on to. No? Nobody? Okay. If you're ever wondering sometimes, why is it so hard? Jesus says, the ones whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. Not necessarily the promise you want to hang on to, but it's there. So be earnest and repent. That's the part of it that you want to do. If he's disciplined, you ask him, God, what am I doing? And help me get out of here quickly. The times when I hit tough times in my life now, I've learned this prayer. I don't ask God what's going on. I ask him what I need to learn so I can get out of it faster. Because if I don't learn it, I'll go through it again. Side note. I lost my notes too. There we go. We're still in the, wow, we're still only on verse 19. We'll get going. So be earnest and repent. Verse 20. Here I am. I stand at the door and I knock. Anyone who hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I give you the right to sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So a true question for you. I'm not, I'm, not being, I'm not joking. True question. Have you ever thought about having dinner with Jesus? Have you ever just thought, you're at home by yourself, you're going to make a meal, why not set another plate and sit down and have dinner with Jesus? See, now if you're first time, you think I'm crazy. But it's scriptural. It says right here. It says, if, oh, that's the other slide. But it says, if if you hear my voice and the door open, I will come in and eat with that person. I know it seems weird, but what if you actually sat a place so when you sit down, you're not just like, okay, I'm just going to pray and spend some time with God as I have dinner, but you can visually just think, Jesus is sitting right there. I don't know where he is. No, he's right there. I set a place for him. And he's sitting right here, and we're eating together. What about spending the day with him? Spend a day. Take a day. Have a meal with him. When you go for a walk, walk with him, talk with him, just as if it was you were Adam in the garden and walking and talking with God. This is the desire of his heart, that we spend time with him. And here's a question for you, because he says, anyone hears my voice and opens the door. You realize you can hear his voice but not open the door? Our God loves us so much, he gives us the freedom of choice gives you the freedom of choice. He's going to show you exactly the right path. It might be scary, but you actually have a choice not to go down it. Now, it's still his will that you go down it. He still wants you to. But that's the scary thing in life. We actually have the choice. I just don't feel like I'm in the will of God. Did you follow all his directions? Did you follow him on the path? Well, I'm not 100% sure. We have the choice to open the door. So now, actually, I have a, I'm going to share a hard verse with you. And it's a tough one. I'm preparing you. I'm warning you. And you may not like it, because the first time I read I'll be honest, I didn't really like it. But are you ready? Because I'm reading Scripture to you. This is not my opinion. This is Scripture. Understand? So don't get mad at me. John 8, 47 says this. Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. 
Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Just to clarify again, I'm not saying you don't belong to God. I'm just reading scripture. But do we belong to God? If you belong to God, then trust and have faith that the voice that you hear is God's. Now understand, when I say the voice that you hear, you're not hearing an audible voice like you're hearing mine. It's an impression in your heart. It's an impression in your mind of like, this is what I feel God is supposed to me to do. Sometimes I've heard of people hearing what they believe is a fully audible voice. That's a moment. That's a miracle. But there's times where we follow God. And I talk, when I talk about it, sometimes I talk about just the simple, I trust my gut. And I know that sounds like such an unspiritual statement. But have you ever been walking into a situation and you just feel like there's something, and you feel like the only way we can explain it as humans is like, ah, it just doesn't feel right in my gut. I feel like that's the Holy Spirit. So some of us just have more Holy Spirit, right? That's all it is, just more Holy Spirit. And so as we have, as the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, and the Holy Spirit is telling us this isn't right, and then there's moments where you're just walking in peace. Well, Chad, I didn't really feel like the Spirit was telling me anything, but it just felt right. It felt like there was just peace in it. That's the Holy Spirit. Just giving you peace as you walk through it, as you just journey with Him. But how do we know if we belong to God? How do we even know that I can just say, Chad, you know what? I'm just having a, I'm, there's a dry season. I'm having a hard time hearing His voice, but I believe that I belong to Him. Well, here's how we know we belong to Him. John 14, 15 says this. If you love me, Keep my commandments. Keep my commands. If you love me, keep my commands. So my question for you is, as you, as you read through the Word of God, as you read your Bible, are there certain scriptures that you skim across? Are there certain areas you skip? Are there certain areas where your thought pattern might be, well, that was a long time ago. You know, we have grace now. Is there parts of this that you just kind of mm, not really agree with? Because see, when we follow God, it's not about always agreeing, it's about submitting. And there is no submission until there's disagreement. Do you realize that? There's no submission with God until there's disagreement. Up to that point, it's just agreement. And everybody knows, we talked earlier, it's easy to follow God when you fully agree with him. But the moment he tells you something you disagree with, now it's a question of do you still trust him? Do you still love him? Will you follow him? Will you obey what he commands? And this isn't just about areas of our lives that we're not supposed to do things. Right? A lot of times when we think with our walk with God, it's like, oh, I'm not supposed to do this. I'm not supposed to do that. And so I have to follow God on this. But do you submit and follow God when he asks you to do something? Obedience. James 1, says this, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Do what it says. So when you read the scriptures, are you being obedient to what they say? It's both sides of a coin. It's also what we're not supposed to do, but also what we're supposed to do. Are we obedient? See, many of us, as Pastor Charles talked already, that our thing at our church that's on the wall, we are disciples making disciples. Jesus, before he's left, he said, go into all the world and make disciples. So some of you, you might spend time praying, you might spend time to, in your devotional life, you might have one of the best devotional lives going. But who are you discipling? See, it's interesting that Jesus, when he left, he didn't say, go into the upper room and stay there and have a great devotional life and pray. 
He said, go into all the world and share the gospel. See, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, yes, the evidence is speaking in tongues, but the purpose of it is to give us boldness to go and share the gospel. So I asked you this morning, are we obedient? Are we discipling? Are we walking with people, encouraging them in the word of the Lord? Because see, here's the cool thing. If we do these things, if we are obedient on both sides of the coin, John 14, 20 says this, on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me, and the one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Whoever has my commands and keeps them, so we have them, now it's our decision to keep them. And if we keep them and we follow him, then he will show himself to us. He will show himself. He will talk to you. He will express his desires. He will share things with you if we keep his commands. This is such a wonderful thing because now it's just on us. If I keep the commands and I know them and I stay close to him, he will reveal himself. He will speak to me. So here's what we're going to do this morning. I'm going to ask Pastor Carlo to come to the keyboard. Everybody has your sheet of paper. So because we spent time in prayer, because we spent time in 40 days of prayer, one of the things I believe that we're supposed to do is we're supposed to wait on the Lord and we are supposed to listen. And here's just as me just knowing statistics and everything, I don't take for granted that you do that during the week. Statistics tell me that most people in this room don't. You get fed once a week, and that's when you come and hear me speak or hear one of the pastors speak, and you open your Bibles or open your app when you want to make sure that we have the references right. So here's what we're going to do this morning. I want you to wait on him. I want you to spend time with him. You're going to get to know him, and you're going to study a little bit, and you're going to sit quietly. And so as Pastor Carlo Pray, or plays the, the keyboard. I'm, I'll get that out. It's okay. You have a piece of paper, and there's three things I want you to do. Don't worry, they're going to be on the screen. The first one is this. You're going to take some time right now, and I want you to spend some time praying about a situation in your life. And as you pray about this situation in your life, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to thank him. We're going to thank him. I think it's the next slide. Thank him for what he's already done. If you come to the Lord and the first thing you do is begin to thank him, even in the midst of a trial, in the midst of a struggle, you begin to thank him for the things he's already done. And if you're not sure, just ask him. He'll tell you. It'll be small things, little things. I think it's intriguing that Pastor uh, Charles spoke last week and he talked about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. It doesn't say that they saw Jesus in the fire with them. Their accuser did. Their accuser saw him. And in the midst of that trial, in the midst of that fire, it's so amazing that they came out and because of their character, because of the way they, did you realize when they spoke to the king, they honored him, they didn't call him a jerk, they didn't call him stupid, they just said, your majesty, king. And when they came out, they didn't even smell like the fire. They didn't even smell like the trial. They came out with the presence of the Lord. 
So thank him. Thank him. The second thing you're going to do is you're going to ask him what it is that you need to work on in yourself to help change the situation for the better. I know it's a lot easier to pray for the other people. But we're going to pray for ourselves. God, what is it that you need to change in me? And then the very last thing I want you to do is you're going to ask him who you can bless today and how. But let's just spend some time quietly before the Lord. Lord, we're thankful today for the word that we've heard. It was so clear. It was so strong today. So, Lord, thank you for the word that is spoken. And thank you, Father, for faith that's being released. And thank you for the activity that's going to take place and for the advancement of your kingdom this week. And we give you the praise give the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you're dismissed. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 